Well, this morning we're going to continue in uh, what it is that we're doing this morning. That is celebrating Mother's Day um, and just thanking God uh, for mothers. So we're celebrating uh, this morning and um, I'm excited, as I'm sure you had, are, to hear some testimonies this morning from Jenny Salt and Sally Hilsden. And just hearing what God has to say uh, to us through their stories this morning. However, I just wanted to just take a minute before they come up and just share um, our hearts as a church on Mother's Day. And that is to say that this is a day in which we want to celebrate the role of a mother. And in the kingdom of God and in our community, we believe that the role of a mother is so important. And um, the Bible has a lot to say about the role and about how, how as we as, as parents, uh, but particularly today we're looking at mothers and whether that's biological mothers, adopted, foster, godmothers and even spiritual mothers, we are called to model integrity to our children and to discipline and nurture them and to teach them about faith in Jesus. Um, Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Start children off on the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. From right at the beginning, we're supposed to demonstrate what it is to follow Jesus. We're supposed to teach our children well, to discipline, to nurture them, to love them. And that's what mothers are called to do. It's a huge responsibility for mums. And at times, it's incredibly difficult. And it doesn't matter whether you're a biological mum, spiritual mum, adopted or whatever, it's still a difficult job and task. And the truth is, is that it's difficult and challenging and sometimes can feel incredibly lonely. But this morning, what we want to do is we want to point all of our women and young women towards God as their helper, as their provider, and to know that, and to know that your church appreciates everything that you do. Um, I'm hoping that everybody by now, every um, female in the church has received, um, we kind of cut out the toddlers, but has received a little gift um, of a little moisturizer, a little scripture of encouragement this week. We want to just say thank you. We are with you. We know that it's not an easy task, but we're with you. But also to say that this day, for some people, and some people even watching right now, Mother's Day brings up some difficult emotions for you. Uh, it can, th th this day can be tied with, um, this day tied with motherhood can, for some people, it can bring up memories of mums that maybe you don't have anymore, or perhaps mothers that you never had. For some people, it will bring up the thought of children that you wish you were mothers too but you're not. But I believe that those emotions show just how important the role of a mum is in the community of God. And this morning, we want to acknowledge that and celebrate it and thank God for all the mums in our lives, our own mothers and the mums in the church, recognizing that it is not an easy task, but God is with every single one of you. So I want to encourage every single one of us this morning, uh, whether we're mums or not, to be open, to have open hearts and, and be prepared for God to speak to you through the testimonies of mums. 
and, and through what Jenny and Sally have, have to bring this morning. So why don't I just pray before Jenny comes up to share first. And I just want to encourage us to have open hearts. Lord, we thank you for our mums. We thank you for the role of motherhood in the kingdom and in the community of God. And Lord, we thank you, uh, Father, that you are, are with them, you are for them. And Father, I pray that this morning, all of our mums would feel special and loved by the church, but most of all by you. Lord, as we hear these testimonies this morning, would we have open hearts to hear how great you are? Lord, that you are enough. You are, the, you are perfection. No matter what the task is, Lord, you are the one who helps us, sustains us, and loves us. Yeah, so Lord, as, we, as Jenny comes forward, I know the church family is at home just whooping her on and encouraging her, and would she just feel so loved and encouraged. Sorry, just getting myself sorted. <laughs> right, good morning, Kings. It's such a privilege to be here to share with you this morning. Um, it's so weird to think it was a year ago, pretty much to the day that I was last here on a Sunday morning. Um, and so much has changed and it's so exciting. Um, but boy, has it been a bit of a weird year. <laughs> so... Um, I'm just going to introduce myself. My name's Jenny, for some, for those of you who don't know. I'm mum to three beautiful kids. Lydia, who was born four and a half years ago, who is having the best party ever up in heaven. Uh, Nathaniel, who is three, who we also call Than, or today, as he's known, he is Captain America. This changes daily. Um, and also to my lovely lockdown baby, Elizabeth, who is nine months old. Um, and I'm also a wife to James, um, and I'm also a primary school teacher. So there's lots of different things that I could identify myself as, but the most important thing I've learned to say that I am is a child of God. There is nothing more important. That is the thing that I'm foremost and the thing that is important for me to remember. So as I was preparing this morning, I was really aware of those people that, for whom, as Mikey just mentioned, Mother's Day might bring mixed emotions for. I am one of those people. Um, obviously, I've lost a child. So Mother's Day is hard because I can't celebrate it with all my three kids together. And so it brings up mixed emotions. So I was praying to God and I was saying, how can I do a talk that honors mothers, but also reaches those for whom Mother's Day is a really hard day? And I just felt him reminding me just that, the, of the importance of knowing that you're a child of God and using that knowledge to help you with the fear of being a failure, basically. So I'm just going to share some of my experience of overcoming the fear of failure um, this morning. So I'm just going to start by praying. Yeah, Lord God, I just want to thank you for being with us this morning. Lord God, I just want to ask that you would just... Um, be with us all this morning, that you would use my words to help people um, who were struggling this morning, but also that you would help my words to help those who are having a lovely day of celebration with their children. Amen. So, 
For as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a mum. I've looked at other mums around me, my own mum, other, other ladies that I've seen doing a fab job of being a mum, and I would see them as having reached the pinnacle of being the best that they could be by being a mum. Um, and for me, I kind of grew up with that at the back of my mind, even though I became a Christian and realised that the most important thing you can be is a child of God. I still had that aspiration of being a mum and that feeling that when I became a mum, that would be it. I'd be completed. I'd be a finished work. Why was I wrong? Anyway, um, so yeah, so I grew up really wanting to be a mum. So fast forward a few years. In 2016, we found out we were pregnant with our first child. We were really excited. Um, but unfortunately, around 28 weeks, we found out that she was ill um, um, and that it wasn't looking good, basically. So, But we got nine beautiful days with her. Um, before she went to heaven to be with Jesus. And that brought up loads of emotions for me, which I'm not going to go into today. Um, but basically, it kind of sparked that kind of thought in the back of my head. Oh, no, I failed at being a mother. Um, like, what? who am I if I can't be a mum? What am I? Um, and I'd lost that sense of knowing that I was a child of God. So fast forward another year, 2017, we became pregnant again with my little boy, Nathaniel. Um, and... Obviously, the pregnancy was quite an anxious time, but I put this pressure on myself, kind of feeling like I've got to get this right, because if I don't, I'm just going to be a failure. I'm not going to be the person I'm meant to be. I'm not going to be a mum. And I've just put lots of pressure on myself. Um, So he came along, and I remember one of the first outings I went on with him. I was with another mum who'd taken me in her car, because I couldn't drive, because I'd had a C-section. and we parked up at um, Spennymoor because we were going to go to a sensory room. Um, and I was getting Nathaniel out of the car and I lightly grazed his head. And that for me was it. I, I felt like a complete failure. I was like, oh no, I've just bumped my child's head on the car. Like you couldn't even see a mark on his head. But for me, that was a major thing. And I was going to my friend. I was like, I can't believe I've done this. And she was just like, there's nothing there, Jenny. And I was just like, no, but like, I've really, I've, I've failed, I've failed. Um, and it took me a long time to get out of that mindset of feeling like I'd failed as a mum and I'd failed as a person. And um it took, it took a lot of prayer and talking to God for me to realize that actually I'd been putting my identity and my success in being a mum. And actually I'd lost my sense of identity as being a child of God. And that moment for me was just like a catalyst. It was just, it just broke off everything when I realized actually my main identity, the thing that makes me me is not being a mum. It's not being a teacher. It's not being a wife. It's being a child of God. And that is the thing that is the most important thing to keep hold of. Um, it's like when you work towards a career in like being a doctor or something like that, and then you fail an exam. If you based everything you were on becoming a doctor, you would feel like a complete failure. But if you were secure in the knowledge you're a child of God, you'd be like, oh, that's okay, because that doesn't actually change who I am. I can pick myself up and I can carry on. I don't need to be afraid of failing in this. Um, So, yeah, and I've learned to cope with that (laughs) throughout the years of knowing that I'm a child of God and using that knowledge to help me um, face failure, basically, face any mistakes I make. Um, So there have been times still as a mum when I could have broken down and be like, I failed, I failed, I failed. But actually, that knowledge that, I'm a child of God really helps me. Um, and as I was preparing this morning, I got reminded of the story of Gideon in the Bible. Um, 
he was so secure in the knowledge that God was with him, God was for him, he was accepted by God, that he was prepared to send half of his, over half of his army home um, and face battle with only half of his army because he knew that even if his army failed, he would still have a God that loved him and held on to him and was with him throughout anything. Um, and that really helped me, this, um, has really helped me that knowledge that... Um, if Gideon could send his over half his army home and still face a fierce army in battle, um, that I can deal with failures too, because I know I'm a child of God. So I'm just going to share a few stories with you um, again as well. So um, have you ever noticed how sometimes your children remember your failures as successes and not failures? So over lockdown, I've been really brave. I'm not a natural baker at all. Okay. Anyone, everyone knows that. Um, so Nathaniel and I have embarked on many different baking challenges throughout lockdown. Normally while Elizabeth is napping. So we've got a very limited time. So I'm normally rushing to try and get to the end point before Elizabeth wakes up. So there was this one time when Nathaniel really wanted to bake a chocolate cake. So I'd found a recipe that looked quite simple. Um, and we were just whizzing through it and like I'd missed the step where it told you to line the cake tin with greaseproof paper and I thought oh it's okay I'll just use butter but um the chocolate cake mixture was really runny and I was using one of those bottomless cake tins um and I poured the chocolate mixture in and I was like that's strange I'm getting chocolate on my foot what what is going wrong here um and it turns out you do need to line the cake cakes, the cake tin, because otherwise, if you don't, the chocolate mixture just strips straight through. So all of our chocolate mixture from the cake was just, you know, pouring all over the kitchen floor, creating a lovely puddle on the floor. And um, the only thing I could think to do was to tell Nathaniel to catch it in his hands. So you can imagine a three-year-old boy catching just, you know, melted chocolate in his hands. He was in his element. So he was catching it and going lick, 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 licking his hands with it and everything. And I was like, oh, no, I've really made a mess here. I failed at making this chocolate cake. I can't even bake. Um, but actually, he was looking at me and he was going, mommy, this is the best thing ever. And it was like, and I was like, ah, oh, I failed. But actually... He sees it as a great success. He's eating this chocolate mixture off his hands and having the best time ever. Um, and it just really brought home to me the fact that our failures can sometimes be seen as others as our best successes. That was the most successful mum moment that Nathaniel had had that day. That was his favourite thing at the end of the day when I said, what's been your favourite thing? And he was like, catching the chocolate cake with mummy. Um, and like that really brought it home to me that actually... Our failures can sometimes be seen as our best successes as well. So that could have put me off from doing bacon with Nathaniel ever again. But instead of putting me off doing it, instead of being fearful of failing in bacon again, it made me want to give it another go. So the next week we baked the chocolate cake. I remembered to line it and it turned out perfectly. And we managed to enjoy the chocolate cake. But if I'd have got the fear of failure inside my head, that, that thought running around saying, oh no, I'm such a failure, I'm such a failure. I wouldn't have done that. But because I'd worked so hard at reminding myself that I was a child of God first and foremost, it didn't matter that the cake had gone wrong. It mattered that I knew I was accepted no matter what. And I know that's kind of a bit of a simple illustration of the fact, but I hope that helps as well. Um, so, sorry, I've just lost my place a bit. I went off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's basically what I was trying to say this morning was that 
I really felt like God just wanting to speak to those of us that have a real fear of failure, that the feeling of being a failure stops us from doing things, um, stops us from talking to other people, stops us from going out and doing things because sometimes our identity can get wrapped up in who we are, sorry, in what we do and not who we are. Um, So I just want to pray for us all this morning. Um, Lord God, thank you that we are first and foremost your child, Lord God, that that is who we are, Lord God. I want to thank you for giving us the gifts to do the things we do, Lord God, the gifts to be a mother, the gifts to be a teacher, the gifts to be a doctor, Lord God. But I just want to thank you that the thing that you've called us to be most and first and foremost is your child, Lord God. Um, And I just really want to pray that you would help those of us that are struggling with a fear of failure, Lord God, to keep holding on to the fact that we are your child first and foremost. And no matter what happens, we are still going to be your child, Lord God. Amen. Isn't it good to remember that we're all children of God and he's our father and he doesn't judge us when we make mistakes or spill chocolate cake all over the kitchen floor. It's great. Thank you, Jenny, so much for sharing. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I too really appreciate being able to share with you all today and having the opportunity just to honour mothers and more importantly, to appreciate just how much God honours them too. Mothering Sunday is a good time to remember how important our mothers are and it's an opportunity to thank your mother for her selfless love, all the service she does behind the scenes and how she's always there for you when needed. I don't know what your experience of growing up with your mother was like and maybe if your mother was absent for whatever reason, God put someone else in your life who was not your birth mother but who loved you, nurtured and encouraged you and I want to to honour those women too who have taken on that motherly role in our lives. I want to begin really by by honouring two incredibly influential women in my life whom I've had the privilege of calling mum. Many of you will know my story in that my own mother died when I was 16. She was diagnosed with cancer when I was seven. Um, She underwent surgery on many, many occasions, but lost her battle with, with cancer about nine years later. And I have to say that my mum was an incredible woman who fought the disease full on. And importantly, she was an amazing and devoted mother to my sister and I. I didn't grow up in a Christian family, but my mum instilled great values in our lives. And she always encouraged us to work hard. And I'm still incredibly thankful for the stability and values that she showed, uh, that she sowed into my life. Um, And despite the battle she had with cancer, she showered my sister and I with unconditional love as we were growing up. And for that, I want to honour her this morning. So long story short, but not long after my mum died, a friend invited me to a church about six miles away from where we lived. It took me a while to accept the offer, but eventually I agreed to go to tea at the home of the people who ran the church. So with fear and trepidation, I decided to suss out this very religious couple In fact, there was no religion in their home, but there was an absolute bounty of love oozing from them. And I immediately felt at home when I arrived. And I knew from the moment I met May Hilsden that she was going to have a huge impact 
and influence on my life. She was the most beautiful woman I've ever met and the love and care that she showed and showered on me and my sister at that time was unbelievable. At that point, I didn't actually have a personal relationship with Jesus. I suppose I'd, I was um, slightly bitter at the fact that, that I felt at that point in time that God had taken my mum. But, you know, I was very curious and I knew I need something to fill that mum-shaped void in my heart. May Hilston was at that time very, uh, she was like Jesus, actually, she was skin on. And as I started going to church, I was seeing Jesus being lived out in the lives of the people with whom I was coming into contact. Nothing seemed to faze May, and she had this incredible passion for making people feeling welcomed, loved, and accepted. I was one of about 20 young people who would regularly be um, at their home for Sunday lunch. Even more people rocked up for tea, and even more to after-church fellowship on a Sunday evening, which was also held in their home. And yet I still felt loved and accepted, as if I actually were the only visitor there. Psalm 68 and verse 6 says that God puts the lonely in families. And I know for some people watching this live stream this morning that that will have been your experience. And he certainly did that for me too, for which I will be forever grateful. May used to love, encourage and support me. And I really don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for her sacrificial love and patience. She also introduced me to the two most important people in my life. Firstly, she introduced me to Jesus, and it wasn't too long before I sat with her uh, one afternoon and prayed as I accepted him as my Lord and Saviour. And secondly, she introduced me to her son, and this wonderful lady eventually became my mother-in-law, which resulted in me having the most enormous privilege of calling her mum. Mothers are very special people, and I trust you will join me in honouring all mothers this morning. I believe God has a very special place in his heart for them, and actually our honour for them should extend throughout the year and not just for today. The fifth commandment instructs us, instructs us to honour your father and your mother, Exodus 20, verse 12. And when we were young, we can show honour and respect for our mum through simple things like cleaning our bedrooms, doing the dishes and picking up the dirty laundry, hopefully. Um, as we grow older, we show honour and respect by seeking our parents' advice, not thinking we know better, coming home on time and not speaking disrespectfully. And as we enter adulthood, we honour them in different ways, such as keeping in touch with them and helping when needs arise. In today's society, sometimes the important role of a mother is not as highly regarded as it should be. A mother who chooses to focus on raising her children is sometimes referred to as just a stay-at-home mum. And some would see that as a waste of a woman's potential and think it's a pity that someone would sacrifice her career just to change nappies. I was in the privileged position of not having to work when our children were little. And I actually felt called by God to be a stay-at-home mum. And I absolutely loved it. And I counted it a huge privilege. Even they were, when they were at school, I looked forward to Tim and Alice coming home. And we would always sit together with a drink and a biscuit and talk about each of their days. That particular memory is a really special one for me. And whilst preparing to share with you this morning, I was reminded of Proverbs chapter 20, sorry, chapter 31. Interestingly, the words in this chapter give a wonderful tribute to women. 
They speak of the beautiful, indispensable role that women played in God's creation. After 30 chapters of Proverbs giving directions on living the good, godly, noble life, the book closes with these words to the godly women. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. That was Proverbs 31, 28 to 31. This woman nurtured her children with godly wisdom and taught them the things of the Lord, training them from infancy in the way they should go. Mothers teach us to pray. Prayer is taught by example, and it's a legacy that is passed on to our children. An ounce of mother is, a worth, is, is worth a pound of priest, is an old Spanish saying. A mother's prayers are a precious gift, a real treasure, and a force of power in a child's life. If you have a mother who prays for you, you really are blessed. Jesus gave us an example of John 19, 27, of honouring our mothers, when even during the anguish and torment of the cross, he entrusted his beloved disciple, John, with the care of his mother. And mothers are designed by, by uh, God to nurture. 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 7 um, reads of Paul when describing his love for the church in Thessalonica, used the metaphor of a mother's love to describe how deeply he cared for the Thessalonians. He reminded them that he was like a gentle mother who tenderly cares for her own children. Also, when God described his love for Israel in his Isaiah 66 and verse 13, he likened it to the love a mother has for her children. When we try to understand the measure of God's love for us, his mothering nature becomes very apparent. Matthew 23, 37 is a great illustration of this. It says, how often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. I just love that beautiful picture. And then Zephaniah 3.17, which is one of my favourite verses, encapsulates God's mothering heart when it says, he will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Isn't that such a beautiful picture of a child feeling or being fully contented and simply enjoying the closeness of its mother? A child wants nothing more than its mother's presence. It's a time of quiet love. What a privileged position a mother has. So what makes our mothers such a gift? Compassion, unconditional love, patience, joy and sacrificial giving are just a few attributes that mothers demonstrate. And we really do want to honour you all this morning. Not one of us came into this world without a mother. This Mother's Day, I hope you will take time to say thanks to your mother in a special way. No, she isn't perfect. And no, she didn't do everything right. But she gave you life. And hopefully, she gave you much love and encouragement, which bears witness to the person you are today. I trust that on this Mothering Sunday, you will celebrate your mother and other women who have had an important motherly role in your life. Let's pray. Father God, on this Mothering Sunday, I want to thank you for every mother who has joined us today and every woman who has taken on 
a mothering role in a child's life. Help them to know how much they are loved and honoured by you. And I pray, Father, that you will bless them and strengthen them as they continue to love and give of themselves to their children or children in their care. Empower them, Holy Spirit, when they're feeling weak and give them hope when they're feeling discouraged. And I pray, God, that you will give them joy as they nurture these young lives and wisdom to turn to you for help when they need it most. We ask these things in and through the precious name of Jesus. Amen.